dressed for the occasion? No. Are you sure? Yeah, it's just a tie-dye tank. Oh, it looked like the Hawaiian, like hibiscus, like purple. So I was like, Oh, I have this. Oh. <laughs> and Nicholas has one too. Jennifer, oh, you Nick got Nicholas. Any, you got anything else? No. Nicholas, put your leg on. Put your shirt on. No. <laughs> oh, please. Is, put your leg you on. You have a Hawaiian Nicholas. shirt? Um, no, it's got like sharks all over it. <laughs> there are sharks nice. in Hawaii. I there know, are. but it's not like a traditional Hawaiian shirt. If a shark attacked you, would you stop surfing? I mean, yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> it's real low energy in here, guys. Well, I was just going to say there's a, a something that was invented by my people in a country called uh, Mexico. <laughs> it's uh, it's called tequila. Yeah. Yeah. And it happens to be a national tequila day today. I don't know if it's just in the United States or if it's worldwide, but who gives a shit? So what do you propose, sir? I propose that we take a shot of tequila and uh, Nick, you can take your shirt off too if you want, or you can keep it on. We'll see. We'll see where the night takes us. We all know what tequila does to Nick. I hate you so much. <laughs> I was hoping Brandon was hearing that and wasn't ignoring me. I picture Ed Helms in uh, in uh, not Wedding Crash. What is it? Oh my the god! Hangover? In the Hangover Two, like whipping his fucking shirt around his head, drunk off his ass on tequila. Didn't, didn't Ed Helms also make love to a lady boy in that movie? Oh yes. All right. I guess to our surprisingly successful Wild Wild West episode. <laughs> it's all you into. Into into many more successful episodes. By the way. Ooh. Not good. Nick. Hey guys, enough. <laughs> oh, did you have gonna, something? I was going to transition into it. Are, are we transitioning into talking about Taylor Swift albums? Let's go. Oh, oh fuck me. Sorry, guys. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> did you not listen to the album at all, Nick? He's, he's saving himself for Padre. <laughs> I have to listen to this shit with yeah, no escape. You'll be dumped and write another album by the time Padre Look, is available to go to. I don't like Taylor Swift. I know what you're going to say, Amanda. It was fine. It's definitely her. It's it's moody. It's I do a moody love, album. I do love moods. Um, Maybe listen to it in the fall because I think that's my problem. Yeah. It yeah. It sounded like a very fall indie ish sort of record. Yeah, I'm gonna circle back to it. You know, in November or late October. But can we also talk about the fact that she? Drop this shit with 24 hours notice, knowing full good and well that, that Kanye, Kanye was, was dropping drop one. Today. Yes. It's disrespectful. No, it's exactly what she should have done. No, I mean, it's her. exactly, I love it. It's such a disrespectful move. I mean, my man is having a meltdown right now. So, you know, like thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and but... prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. But what a fucking move from Taylor Swift. <laughs> this is the most respect I've ever had for Taylor in my entire life. <laughs> cherish this moment it'll be gone soon I just need her to break up with this guy that she's with who's she with like, right now I need one more angsty album there were quite a few rumors that this album was her breakup album with them but I'm gonna look up the personal life section of Taylor Swift's Wikipedia and have it be five pages it's, long how yeah. old is Taylor Swift Billy, she's 30, uh, she is, she's 30. Oh something long no, she's 29. 
No, she's thirty. I'm. Oh, I'm looking at. I'm looking no, at. She's Joe's. two weeks old. She's like two or three weeks older than me. So yeah. her birthday is December December thirteenth, which is also her lucky number. I hate y'all so much. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see her again in in comedy. <laughs> Listen, you could have come with me to the reputation tour. Yeah, but I so, just I didn't like it was so that was the most fun I've had at a Taylor Swift concert. Well and I wasn't even, even when we it. went to the yeah, what's going the on? The red the red tour. Yeah, we went to Red Tour. The red tour was fun. I wish I wish I could redo that again because I don't think I I, I know it for a fact. I didn't appreciate the red album the way I do now. Great album. Probably her best. It is it is the best album, and I didn't think that at the time. I was still in the moment. I was still a believer in Speak Now. But also, Speak but, Now is so good, too. But Reputation is like, I don't know that she'll have a better peak as far as live performances go. Like, Did Derek already say he was out for this, by the way? Yes. God damn it. That's my bad. I feel bad now. What do you feel bad for, Brandon? I missed Derek's announcement about being an it. asshole. Oh, you didn't even see it at all. Okay. He thought we were still waiting for Derek. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, I was waiting for y'all to shut the fuck up about Taylor Swift. But... Yeah, obviously, we're going to have an episode later on about where we review Taylor Swift albums. I was going to say, uh, is, is the only but... way that we can get you uh, emotionally invested in a movie is if we watch the Taylor Swift documentary? Ooh. Listen, are we going to review documentaries? <laughs> we can do that. That's what you're gonna come in uh, with, like some, some energy for a fucking documentary. That'd be wild. <laughs> uh, speaking of documentaries, anyone watch any documentaries this week, or anybody want to talk about what they watch this week? Antonio, I love you so much. Um, yes, Antonio. You know, I watched. I didn't watch a lot, but I watched um, watched a couple of Todd Haynes, Julianne Moore movies. Um, I watched Safe. And I watched a movie called Far From Heaven. Um, very, very briefly, I would recommend Safe. I probably wouldn't recommend Far From Heaven. I don't know if anybody knows who Todd Haynes is. I imagine some people know who Julianne Moore is. Safe is really good. Julianne Moore sort of descending into um, a form of madness. Far From Heaven feels like um, kind of like a dry run for Carol, uh, which is, I think, superior in pretty much every way. It's got Rudy Mara in it, you know, so it's got to be good. Probably my favorite. Well, hmm, top two of that year. That and Mad Max Fury Road. It's an interesting little double double feature in case anybody wants the best movies of 2015. Anyways, anybody else? I finally watched Hamilton. Well, I guess we both did. We did. And Nicholas has not stopped singing. Lie. He's singing one of the worst songs too. Oh wow! Get her, <laughs> oh, Jennifer. Boy. Get her. That's your favorite song. No, I didn't say that one was my. Well, it's in my top three. Jennifer. Jennifer has two lines. Like say it. She sings over and over again. One of them is Eliza, and the other one is <laughs> number and seven. Peggy? Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I do do that, and Peggy. <laughs> and Peggy. It reminds me, like, Nick didn't know what I was talking about, but on SNL, when, like, they do that one skit with Kristen Wiig, and she's like, and I'm Dot. Like, all like, the little hand and all that. Like, that's what I thought of when, like, all you hear is, like, and Peggy. Like, no, no. <laughs> all glory to Jonathan Groff. 
Yes. Diana. Da da. Or whatever. That's not it. I've, I've only seen it once. Sorry. You haven't seen it enough. But that is our daughter's hype music when we when I drive her to uh, swim practice. Yeah. What do you want to listen? <laughs> what do you What do you want to listen to, Alexander Hamilton? That's a great. That's a That's a great song. It's that opening. But she yeah. still won't. I'm trying to get her to say the damn fool that shot him. And she's like, "You say it. You say it." Yeah. <laughs> good. It's a good. She kid. doesn't. She doesn't cuss. She doesn't. To y'all. The only time I've ever heard her cuss is on TikTok and at a Logic concert where he asked if everybody wanted to go home and she said, fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) And I just kind of looked at her and I was like, who are you? Wait wait a minute now. But mom, it's what, uh, what were you guys doing at a Logic concert? I like Logic and so does she because we saw that, um, that hip hop documentary miniseries thing. Brandon, no one likes logic in that house. Brandon, do um wait. Oh shit. I was just listening to this. You would think. To- hold on, let me let me check. Survey time. Brandon, Brandon. I'm sorry, this is getting so off off topic, but I, I was okay. listening. I was listening to someone and I was like, oh damn, this is good ratchet shit. I bet Lindsay listens to this. Brandon. Uh, <laughs> you go back and poll the audience on Flow Millie. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> no? No, Raven got really excited when he when I mentioned the name. Which one? For Flo Millie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. What was the consensus on Logic? No, no one, uh, no, no one's a Logic fan Damn. here. Uh, the docu series is called Rapture. I don't, mm. I don't. I think Logic probably raps about not ratchet hood hood rat shit. So these two no, aren't gonna know it. Yeah. Not in this household. <laughs> This is a ratchet household. They have standards. Uh, okay. Anybody else? Yeah, got, anybody else? Have, um, anybody else this, uh, this week I watched uh, I watched uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I feel like doesn't get a lot of love, but like Michael Sarah is great in it. Cat uh, Dennings is great in it. Uh, it's very funny, and there's there's good music in it. Um, I also watched Dunkirk for the first time. First uh, loved time. it. Yeah, yeah. First time uh first time seeing Dunkirk. Really liked it. Um there's just like there's a slow build of drama that like I could see where like if if you're not like fully invested in it, like it just slowly builds. It's really it was really good. Um but I have this there's so Tom Hardy is weird to like there's something I don't know if I I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but there's something about Tom Hardy's mouth that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a, to have a brand. His, his lips look kind of weird to me. Okay. In what movie have you seen Tom Hardy's lips? I was going to say, because I think the thing about Tom Hardy is that he very commonly like covers his face, right? So he's Bane. And in this movie, he's got the... the, the he does take it off. He takes it off. Um, obviously, his mouth is an inception. Um, he, has his, he shows his mouth in Mad Max. He does, but I mean, he's deliberately doing something weird, I think, with his mouth in that movie. Okay, well, there's just something weird with his mouth, period. I can't quite place it, though. Mm. So I'm going to keep investigating. Okay. All right. Keep us posted. Yes. (laughs) I expect expect a report back next week. (laughs) Man and Ryan, did you guys have anything? Oh, we started watching Down to Earth, which is not a movie. 
It is the Zac Efron docuseries. And boy, did he age well. Does uh, So does he look better or worse now that he's not like supremely Baywatch slash Neighbors Jack? He's got dad bod, but like buff dad bod. I was going to say, I was going to ask you, like, what and do you think about the bod? Because I read an article like, it's that's dad not- bod. No, it's, it's not, not dad bod. It's not. He's fucking jacked. <laughs> It's like, not. It's that's like, not a fucking dad bod. That is like, not a dad bod. But well, you see him take off his robe and get in up in an ice tub. That's in the first one, right? I watched yeah. the first episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, his his fucking ten pack goes to eight. <laughs> right, right, right. He's he's in bulking season, right? So I think he just stopped. He just stopped worrying about his diet. Is what I mean. He's eating. Yeah. He's off cycle, um, eating carbs. <laughs> yeah, he's eating carbs. I said now. it. There ain't no fucking way that shit's natural. That's some geared up shit right there. But he looks like he looks like he could play a Viking. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait for that to happen. Because man, does Uh, he look good with the beard? Do they make Viking comedies? They should start. Some bitch looks good. Not gonna lie. Just like fuck, you're beautiful, dude. I think he looks better than the way he looked in Baywatch. I'm looking at photos of Zac Efron from Baywatch, and he looks weird. He Too went, vascular. He went carb free for like six months. He like he, cried eating a carb in Italy. Yeah, like he literally he so cried. Excited. He was like, "This is amazing. Like this is I've been doing I've been doing this wrong because in one episode basically they go to this village that these people live to be at least ninety, and there's like this geneticist and this doctor that are trying to figure out what it is. They're like, "What do you eat?" And they're like, "We eat very low protein. We eat very high carb, and we drink a lot." And he's like, "I've been living my life wrong." And they, and like, like, they gave him a ravioli. They gave him a ravioli and he like started crying. <laughs> and so I went for a second helping a fucking rice. And I was like, I'm going to do the same. Why not? Yeah. And I will look like Zac Efron. It's but me, you got to, you have to cut down on your protein to do that, Ryan. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that, Ryan. Don't listen to him. I'm not listening to that shit. Antonio, did you watch anything this week? Yes, I did. I watched Old Guard. All I'll say is I can't wait for Old Guard 2. And then I asked this in, in in the outline and I didn't get a response. Can I add like a quick personal anecdote before I go into like the next? Antonio, you can say whatever you want to. What are you talking about? Okay. So I, I was like on YouTube for quite a bit and was watching a bunch of Diego Luna interviews, uh, mostly all the stuff, you know, for Narcos and Rogue One. But in those, he mentioned that Gal Garcia Bernal was his best friend, and I remember him from Coco, and so then that led me down, you know, seeing a bunch of his interviews. This was a staycation week for me, listeners out there, so I had a lot of time to think, because I can't, couldn't do anything. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I was, uh, I was kind of captivated by Gal Garcia Bernal's English accent. And so I didn't learn English until I was like five or six years old. I wish I had developed his accent because I have somehow convinced myself that if I had his accent when I speak English combined with my shitty personality and my average looks, I would be slaying it on the field right now. (laughs) It would be so easy. Man, that accent does, uh, coming from a dude, that that accent did something for me, Uh, which led me to watch... A movie that was constantly referenced uh, whenever they were intro- like Fallon or Kimmel or Conan were introducing them. Uh, it was a Spanish film called Itumama Tambien, 
And little did I know that that movie would prepare me for the movie we were going to discuss this week. Uh, Cause there was, uh, I didn't think I would get to see as much dong as I did for <laughs> Diego Luna or Gal Garcia Bernal. Uh, they're very, quite a few scenes with them. And uh, little did I, this was before I knew that we were going to be watching Forgetting Sarah Marshall and that I would right off the bat be looking at a character's name, Peter, be getting real acquainted with his dong right off the bat. (laughs) This is, this is the dong pod now. Yes. We're we're rebranding. The dong table? The dong table, the fun dong, the fun dong, the fun dong. I wanted the fun dong. That <laughs> it's like the good wife. It doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> yes, right. So, <laughs> so this week's movie is a dong movie. Forgetting, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Do we need to? Do we need to do a plot here? A plot. I always don't know, like, because I feel like if people are listening to this pod, I'd like to think that they, they have, have seen watched, it. They've watched this movie. And if they haven't seen the movie and they're still listening, I think that they must just be here for the sense of camaraderie and <laughs> or there are parents. Yeah. Listen, my brother, I was talking to my brother and he was like, hey, so I found your podcast, even though you didn't tell us where oh. it was. <laughs> Shit. Um, and he was like, I was listening to that super bad episode. It sounds like you guys are like, you know, it's, it sounds good. Uh, but I got to the part where you were talking about HJs and DTF and then I stopped listening. And I was like, Fuck. Hey, that's better than what my parents said. Your parents listened to it. I sent them the link you just like fuck. listening, you know, and I just sent them a link, press on it. And apparently my mom didn't tell me this. My mom told my sister. She's like, yeah, I pressed that link and just some man started talking. I was like, well, that's your son's voice. <laughs> Appreciate you not recognizing it. Who is this? <laughs> and she stopped it. She was like, I didn't know what it was. So I stopped it. She, you scared her. <laughs> yes. about hand jobs. That can't possibly be my son. If you're on this podcast, you know what? Forgetting Sarah Marshall is about. Yeah, if you're listening to this, hopefully you know what Forgetting Sarah Marshall is about. If you're not, I'm super happy to that you're here. Thank um, you. Keep keep listening. Appreciate it. Well, you'll figure <laughs> it you. out as we go Thank along. Thank you so much. Um, you're our ticket out of normal jobs, so please. Please. Absolutely. Please, please don't leave us. <laughs> I need you. Some people ask, how do we choose our movies? We nominate a movie that we really want to talk about. Each of us vote for a movie, but you can't vote for your own. Brandon threw out Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and that was the overwhelming favorite, I believe. Wasn't it? Yeah, I think it's the only one that got multiple votes, right? I think so. So, Brandon, why did you decide to nominate Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I remember 2008 being, like, one of those years that had a bunch of, like, really funny movies in it, and I was sitting around on a Saturday, and I was like, man, I'm gonna watch comedies from 2008. Um, and so I watched Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, uh, Michael Sarah and Kat Dennings. Um, I watched uh, Step Brothers. Um, I watched uh, Tropic Thunder. Uh, and then at the end of the end of the day, I came across Sarah, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. 
Uh, and I was like, man, you know, I haven't seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall in a really long time. So I was like, oh, you know what? Uh, it's on Amazon. I'm going to I'm going to pop it in. We're going to do the unrated version of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And I turned to the person that I was with and was like, can I can't believe that Jason Siegel's dong is in this movie this much. And I was like, we got to We got to talk about this on the pod hopefully <laughs> and that is that's <laughs> I, I had to nominate it not only is it in the movie though like you can physically hear him slap it against his own leg <laughs> True. True. and i gotta say i mean as somebody who uh you know looks hold on doesn't look at dongs <laughs> okay you know uh, as somebody who can appreciate a dong his he had a very ni- it had a very nice hang to it it did it did <laughs> I just, very briefly yes I, I was gonna say that's probably why he slapped it around it's just to you know like get some get some blood <laughs> get some blood flowing in there wake it up uh, a little <laughs> I, I just want to anyone's family who is listening to this can i ask can i ask all the guys at this table have you ever <laughs> slapped it against yourself like that uh, I mean, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why in, not? In a way to to attract a mate? Attract no, a no. Mate. I've never, I have never used that as some some sort of enticing. As a as a woman, is that enticing? Is that a thing? <laughs> it goes right along with. Wait, Ryan. Okay, so you're calling, you're singling me out on this just because I did that today when I got home and took a shower before we started recording, just to like, you know, imitate what you saw on Forgetting Sarah Marshall, putting all of our shit out there. I do the I... silence of the lamb's tuck more than I do the slap my The dick slapping oh. is a regular occurrence in this house. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I took I my headphones off for just a minute and came back to the the dick slapping happens a lot in the house. Brandon, Brandon, do you frequently slap your dick around your against your thigh? No. Do you shake your body like this? Yeah, yeah, meeting, don't uh, don't do that. We've all seen we've all seen Karate Kid too, right? Where they do the you know what I'm talking about, right? With the little drum thing. Okay, it makes the same noise, so I always thought that was funny. Treating it like a metronome. <laughs> Not a fucking metronome. It's that little drum thing with the little beads attached to it on the string that it does the same movement like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Antonio? No? Are you a tuck it back or are you a, are you a wave it around? Uh I can't I can't say that I recall doing that. Or do you tuck it? Do, do I you, do it just naturally? Yes. Tuck it and then walk out. Yes. Yes. Fuck, did you fuck me? Or do you, yeah. <laughs> or, you me? or do you say, do I look like you? <laughs> I do find Twinsies. myself sometimes one doing the whole kin thing where it's like, oh, it's a kin doll. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is great. This is great. Dong Off the rails content. again. I'm great sorry. dong content for the dong pod. Good I didn't mean to put you out there. I did mean to put you out there, Ryan, but I'm sorry if you're embarrassed. Because I th- I actually find it really funny when you do it. Because I make but- the same face Jason Siegel does, like, hey, look at me. Look yeah. at me. I'm not ashamed of it. And Amanda, correct me if I'm wrong, but you 
hadn't seen this movie. I had not seen this movie. You had no context for Ryan's uh, no. I just I just appreciated it on its own. Is that why you voted for it, Amanda? Yeah. Yeah, I voted for it because I had never seen it, but I know there's a lot of hype around it, and I know that it's very quotable, and so I figured I'd get the context on all those quotes that I'm missing out on. It's important. It is. Love inside jokes. Love for as long as we've been together, I've always quoted or said something about forgetting Sarah Marshall, and she's like, never seen it. Yeah. Never seen it. He never likes seen it. it. And we've never gotten around to watching it. So I'm really appreciative, Brandon, that you nominated it. Brandon, I'm also super glad that you chose this movie. Um, I like this movie. One of the reasons that I really like this movie is I feel like it's a really accurate portrayal of... Uh, of a fucked up relationship dying <laughs> and the way that you get over a bad relationship. Um, am I the only one who feels the accuracy in this movie about relationships? Well, it's a classic grass isn't always greener on the other side. Yeah. Once, once they do the dinner scene and she realizes that Aldous is like, listen, I, I believe that I should fuck whoever I want to, I guess. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 that's not that's not actually what he means. No, it's okay. No, it actually it is. <laughs> you sound like you're from London. <laughs> um, because I I feel like naturally in these sorts of things, um, the Russell Brand character is the bad guy. I mean, you know, the ex girlfriend is the bad guy, but the 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 one that she cheats ultimately, like we find out that they they were cheating for a year. Uh, the scene that you're talking about, Brandon, where they're, they are surfing and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like it's only been a year for me. I've only been having sex with your girlfriend for a year. And he's like, what? You can't just say that so casually. Like, damn it. You're so cool. Like, why is this, why is this OK? Um, God, I, I think that's an interesting wrinkle to do in this sort of situation, I guess. Yeah, because in most in most cases, you would assume that those two would fucking hate each other and want to beat the shit out of each other or be like not even be within the same room or vicinity of one another. And Peter's a musician. He's a musician. They talk. They kind of understand one another in a weird kind of way. Actually, the one that understands him the most in a way is Aldous when he's like, you got that Neil Diamond goth shit. And he's like, fuck, that's exactly what I'm going for. Neil Diamond with puppets. That's there you go. That's the mood. So, Jen, why did you why like when we all voted for it? Was it simply just because it was a Jason Siegel movie, or oh no, I love the movie. It was perfect when it came out. It was even better now, especially since we like got. The, I don't think I had seen the unrated version, or maybe I had and I just forgot. But I feel like I wouldn't have forgotten because what was it like? The director said that I guess in the uncut version, whatever, you only see Dong for like two point five seconds. The unrated version's a lot more than that. So we watched the rate. We watched the normal version. Uh, Amanda and I did because we watched it off of Hulu, and they have the rated version. I saw lots of Dong on the rated version. Really? Oh yeah, Ooh. we saw Dong. A we lot saw of two, Dong. Two scenes. That's it. Two scenes yeah. with Dong. We saw some backside balls. Oh yeah, when he bends over. When he bends yeah. over. <laughs> that is such. A, but you know, that's one of the things when you asked Nick the question you asked earlier about a depiction of a real relationship, like. 
That's probably exactly what I would do. But, but the, my favorite part is the line that he says. He goes, no, if I put on clothes, I know it's over. <laughs> yes, it's perfect. It's perfect because it's it's true. It's true. Right? Like, that's the you way that you would act. Exactly. I'd be like, I'm not putting on clothes because I know as soon as I do, you're going to run away or some shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That means that you can be like, no. All right, we're done. Yeah. And then I would follow up with exactly what he said. I'm going to sit down, not because you told me to. Yes. Yes. But because I, I want to. Because I want I would do the same exact thing. Specifically that scene, because I think that scene drew a lot of attention when it came out as the sort of defining moment from the movie. And and that scene, like that literally happened to him. He was broken up with, you know, while he was naked and he was allegedly he was like, I I tried to be there as a person, but honestly I was the whole time I was sitting there thinking, I want you to leave so I can write this down. Um, <laughs> But I feel like it works. I feel like it works in the same way that Super Rad works because those people like wrote it based based on things that happened in their lives. That was the other thing that I thought was really interesting in like doing some research about this movie was that Judd Apatow has a certain way that he likes to that he was so the advice that he gave Jason Siegel was or what he what he asked Jason Siegel to do was write the first draft of this as a as a like a serious like drama and then like Judd Apatow's like you know like we're funny enough that we can like add jokes later. So like make this thing like real first and then we will come back in and punch it up with jokes. I think that that lends itself to like you, like we said, like a, a really like real look at a breakup and how you get over those breakups. I guess, I guess we should, we should talk about the other part of this movie. That's not the breakup part which is um, the getting over the breakup part, because I feel like it's easier to get over a breakup when you have Mila Kunis in front of you. Um, this movie is like taglined as a romantic comedy. And I think it, I think it really works as a romantic comedy. To, I, I know I, I feel like I'm, I was met with some opposition to this. It definitely does fit the bill of romantic comedy just because you have the Mila Kunis aspect of it, but Antonio, like there was some discussion about you not feeling that this was a rom-com. I just, I felt it missed. It missed on both aspects of it. Of the romantic and the comedy part. Fuck yeah. Um, let's oh go. no, Jen. I, Fuck yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, Continue. I everyone's, everyone's mute buttons off. We're fucking ready. <laughs> Get his ass. Let's go. Come on. Get his ass. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> Um, I've been waiting for this. I'll I'll address the comedy portion first. Like it, it, there was a couple of chuckles, but there was never oh ha 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 ha. You know, like there was not a lot of. I can't describe the comedy, but like it, it prompted some chuckles. The a lot of the movie for me felt really cringe, and I don't know if it's if that's what the intention was, where you're going through that awkward stage of a break through a breakup. And obviously there's going to be awkward moments in it. Like I remember, (laughs) I know I said I don't have a lot of uh, shitty exes to talk about, but I do remember once, like I could kind of relate a little bit to it as far as like the cringe where he's, you know, trying to play it off cool. Like, oh yeah, I'm just here on vacation. I'm not stalking you or anything. Um, Where I was trying, I had gone through a breakup and I texted a friend like, oh, I just saw, you know, I just 
saw her and it was really awkward. And I thought, well, in my, I thought I had texted that to my friend. And in reality, I texted it to the ex-girlfriend. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Didn't you wish you little... had a Bill hater that was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I'd, there was no Bill hater in my life at that point. So um, I don't know. And like the wait, romantic wait, 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 part. Wait. What did she text oh. back? Well, I immediately followed up. Was like that was not meant for you. Oh, <laughs> Obviously, <God. laughs> and she was like, "No, this is literally like the scene where he's talking to Kristen Bell, and Bill Hader is like, no, you stupid idiot!' Like over the phone. <laughs> basically, basically yeah. did you like that? How did that feel? <laughs> yeah. um, and then, like as far as the, the romantic aspect of the movie, I don't know. Like, I didn't, I didn't see much romance. Like the scene where they're <laughs> where they do the double date scene on you know unplanned and really Mila Kunis kind of just takes initiative. It's like, oh, you know, this girl's a bitch, and she lost this dude who seems to be a catch, and she just like goes like where she just starts making out with him yeah. in front of her. Where she fucking dies with that fastball. Yeah, and it's like fuck you. You had him. Now you lost him. That didn't seem very romantic to me, but shouts to Mila Kunis. I wish I had a Mila Kunis after every breakup I've had. Who among us? I never thought of it as a romantic comedy until the question was posed to us. And the reason is, is when I think of a romantic comedy, sometimes I think of it like the the romance part being super cheesy to get super technical movie-wise. There was a lot of character development with with like Kristen Bell's character and with Jason Siegel's character, maybe not so much with Mila Kunis. Like you only find out that she quit school to come to, or she left school to come to Hawaii to date a guy broke up. And like, you're like, okay, that's all I really know about her. And she works at a hotel. So it was weird that I, that, that you don't see the romance part, but I think more of like today, that's kind of how the romance kind of works. It's like, Hey, this girl bailed me out of an embarrassing moment. Then hooks me up with a, like a, a, the front desk girl at a fucking five star resort just hooked me up with a goddamn suite Dakota on fucking Fanning Turtle suite. Bay. Yeah, six thousand dollars a night. She wants the D. Okay, that's romance. That's a. You guys think slipping the twenty in between like the credit card and your ID when you're checking in would would a twenty work, or would you probably have to add a few, bro? I, a few extras in Hawaii, probably more. What you need to do now is you need to point out a random person and be like, oh, no, that's my ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And then hope. And hope it's a celebrity. All right. So if we end up still doing the draft in Galveston, I'm doing that at the Hotel Galvez. Antonio, I hate to break it to you. (laughs) We're not doing that, but. Probably not going to happen, man. (laughs) The hotels in Galveston aren't worth Worth slipping at 20 to the. (laughs) You're not going to get much better of a room. Damn. What? No, no offense to Galveston. But because of that, like I, like it wasn't your typical like popcorn romantic comedy where it's cheesy. Because most romantic comedies are cheesy. This one wasn't cheesy at all. Like you saw a guy really find a girl that actually looked at him as if he was a catch. You don't really see that in romantic comedies. It's more kind of the opposite where they're. Like she says, like when she says in the bar, she's like, you don't have to dote after me or whatever word she used. Like, you don't have to do that. Because in most romantic comedies, that's what the guy does. You didn't have to do that with her. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, um, 
I mean, I think it, I think it works as a romantic comedy. I think it works. I mean, I, you know, obviously it works as a comedy. I feel like everyone except for Antonio thinks it works as a comedy. Um, oh, def- dude, it is fucking hilarious. I don't know where you don't get the comedy stuff. I'm sorry. I'm gonna fight you on that one. Antonio, let's 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 come yourself. to blows then. I'm gonna fight you on that one. You think Mike Trout is funny? Mike Trout is very specifically not. <laughs> okay, Rob Manfred. I didn't know we were going that route. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's it. I'm just I'm just fucking with you. Uh, but you know what? I I did watch it. I did talk to Amanda when she watched this, and she didn't laugh nearly as much as I thought she would. So I'm interested to think if you thought it was your typical comedy or romantic comedy. I thought it was funny, but I don't give out gratuitous laughs, as I've said before. And there was nothing or there weren't very many scenes that made me like laugh out loud, I guess. But it was it was funny. Like I would I don't know if I'd rewatch. I guess I'm just easy to make laugh. The answer to that is yes. Yeah. For name one comedy movie that you thought sucked. You can't. No, I think it's like this works like on both levels because like it's the most realistic kind of like rom-com. Right. Their actions and like emotions and then you kind of find out like Kristen Bell, like she's not the best character, but when she's just like, I fucking tried, like you just like sat there like you, although I'm not going to knock the way he eats cereal in that big ass bowl because I would do that. I like how he still does that in the end too. Like he didn't change that about himself. Does no one else eat cereal that way? In a giant mixing bowl? Why? Doesn't it get soggy? Yeah, I feel like you're really jeopardizing the the quality of the cereal at that point. Because he's eating the right cereal, though. Like a Fruit Loop, like that can sit in milk a little bit longer than, like, say, Fruity Pebbles or, like, Frosted Flakes. Yeah, you put some dry Fruit Loops in your mouth, you're cutting the shit out of the roof of your mouth. Yeah, I ain't like Captain Crunch, though. (laughs) And Tony, are you talking shit about Captain Crunch? Look, listen, I love Captain Crunch, but they got fucking razor blades in their cereal. <laughs> hate it. Mm-hmm. Hate cereal. Don't eat it. I'll eat cereal for dinner sometimes. I'll eat cereal all it day It has long. nothing to do with my lack of cooking. Yep. I ate so much Captain Crunch. That's all we had. <laughs> fucking sugar puffs. I also had the Reese's, <laughs> like the Reese's Puff cereal. You spoiled oh, that's, that's so good. <laughs> what the fuck? I had to sit there with Crispix. Oh, and I love special Crispix. K. I actually really like Crispix. I love Crispix. <laughs> it's my one of my favorite cereals. I really Isn't like Crispix special now. K. Like for old people, it's for pregnant right. women. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. You get the strawberry. My mom sugar. ate it like all the time when she was pregnant with me, and then she just like kept eating it because it was so good. And then I had to eat it because she refused to have a normal cereal in the house. Oh my god. Well, I just love that. Like, so Jason Siegel like eats cereal like in a big ass bowl like at the beginning. He's like crying because like he was like, I have to get rid of all these things that remind me of her. And he was like, you see this Tupperware? Like everything. He's like, she got me this because I would leave my cereal open and it would get stale. <laughs> it's so real. Like I would say realistic. I mean, it's relatable how, yeah. in some way, shape or form. He's just like, I like that. He's just like a guy who's like excited about the fact that like she thought to get Tupperware. And he was like, oh, shit. Like basically like how am I going to survive without her? And it proves that he's like kind of like a child like i mean he's also young like he looks so much older to me still in this movie but he was only like 28 wait is 28 a child no i'm just saying yeah it's i get you weird. like he looked like an he's a big dude like he's just like a giant he just Dr. looks like an adult yeah he does like a just a full-ass man i mean does he though it's yes, for me does. like i feel like are we doing that we can do the jason siegel thing i don't shit on jason siegel 
No, it's just he looks he's just like a man baby, right? That's his well, appeal. And he is That's what though, he like, is in all of his things, the giant man baby. But he's also like chilly. He leaves and goes to Hawaii and doesn't even make sure that the hotel has a room available. Because he's an idiot. He just shows up and I was like, who does that? An idiot. A man yeah, but he was baby. able to buy a plane ticket. You think he'd be able to at least like Google because I we looked into trying to go to Hawaii one time, like you gotta pick an island. Then you got to pick like a part of the island. I was like, it was so stressful. I was like, I don't know. I thought you could just fly to Hawaii. I didn't know you had to pick an island. Did y'all know how many islands are in Hawaii? (laughs) Aside from the price, like, why do you think we didn't go? Because I was like, I don't know. Pick an island. That's not why we didn't go to Hawaii, Jennifer. (laughs) I couldn't pick an island, so we just didn't go. 100%. Hawaii, though. Like, who doesn't doesn't love Hawaii? I love Hawaii. Beautiful. I feel like um, this is a dumbass podcast because we've never been. To, it's a dumbass broke podcast. That is I've been to oh, Hawaii. Well, you then, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to Hawaii literally like twenty years ago. I went like my junior year of high school for a student council thing, and it was the greatest nine days of my life. Nine days in Hawaii. Yeah. No, no, no. When people for, think for, student I mean, council, what the fuck? Trip. Oh uh, yeah. High school. Student body president, you go to Hawaii. And I need I need you guys to know. Oh, I want to play football. I want to play baseball. You know what? I did the shitty nerdy shit. And I got to go to Hawaii. I need y'all <laughs> to know, though, like his his high school was a lot smaller than ours as well. So I don't know how they fucking got to Hawaii. Who paid for it? The school did. The what? <laughs> I wish somebody would have told me that about politics earlier. <laughs> it's incredible. But. Yes, Hawaii is as beautiful as they make it out to be. It does live up to the hype. Interesting. Did you stay in a six thousand dollars suite? Fuck no, we didn't. Did you? Uh, did you cry so hard that someone thought that an old a woman was hysterically? Crying? That is such a funny scene. I think she's in the the floor above me. You're on the top floor, sir. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll try. Yeah, I'll keep it down. <laughs> uh, and Jennifer, you're muted. I know. Hold on. Have y'all taken a solo vacation ever? All the time. It looks so. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know how he does. <laughs> I'm sorry, Antonio. I don't know why that was so funny to me. Antonio, where have you gone on vacation by yourself? Uh, I've gone to Vegas twice by myself. Did you go to Vegas it's with a- like no agenda? Just went. Yeah. Fuck shit up. Dude, I would totally wingman with that shit. God. Oh, shit. It's not fair to the rest of us, Antonio, that you're so cool. Well, no, it's not it's not fair for me that I have to that I have to coordinate with a bunch of people that are in happily committed relationships when I try to vacation. Who do you know who's in a happily committed relationship? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like how Ryan raised his hand, but Amanda did, did not flinch. <laughs> I mean, it's a podcast, so somebody would have had to say it. Like, <laughs> thanks, Brandon. Good, good looking out, Brandon. I'm gonna let the record show I raised my hand. I will say, out of anybody on this podcast, Antonio, Amanda would only allow probably me to go with you on a vacation by ourselves. Wait, uh, that's not true. I feel like Hold that's on. disrespectful to a lot of. Them. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I would not go with Brandon. Wait a minute. I don't have to allow you to do anything. 
I can understand because Brandon. you're a because you're a no, grown ass adult. No, I don't I understand. understand I don't understand Brandon at but all. <laughs> Amanda's thinking it would be like, look, you and Brandon would download Instagram, and be looking at hoes. Okay, well, all right. <laughs> yes, fair. As soon as y'all got out of Texas, fair. Okay, fair. Antonio would Antonio would take now that Antonio, shit to the grave. <laughs> now, Antonio, you will never have Ryan for a vacation. <laughs> I would pull up Bill Hader and be like, we're not even blood. I will fucking end you. I will stick you. <laughs> but the idea of a solo vacation after a breakup actually makes a lot of sense, though. It really does. It makes a whole lot of sense. Does it? Oh, does yeah. It? You like, don't think do, so? Do you, why, don't why, do you, why do you think it wouldn't? Do you really think that you would run into your ex on a solo vacation? No, no, no. no. So, so it's not even that. It's just I feel... I would I would venture to guess that you would probably want to surround yourself with with your you know no 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 offense to Amanda and Jen but because y- y'all can be considered this but I feel you would want to be surrounded by your bros if you're a guy around that time like yeah. you're going through a rough breakup so if anything I feel you would want like a a brocation if you will I agree like, same with you like if you went like on a girls trip like after the want, fact. Yeah. Okay, so so uh, that's a good question, Ryan. I mean, where do we stand on where do we stand on solo trips after a breakup? I feel like if you've been broken up with, I think I think it makes sense for like just to sort of get out of your own head. When you're start- together, with, when you're with someone for five years, a lot of the stuff in your house is probably influenced by that person, and so I'm sure you don't want to be in your house. I mean, he had a lot of shit to burn in yeah. in a pot <laughs> on his stove. Yeah, a large pile. Also, shout out to Bill Hader. I'm surprised he didn't go on vacation with him. His wife would not allow that. What's her name in the movie? Liz. 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 She yes. was fantastic. Liz in the pearl necklace. That yes. honestly, that like, that scene is so. No, Bill Hader was amazing. I just I love when he was just like, oh ew. He's like, she's like, what? I don't get it. He's like, if I spermed on you, like the way he's like. <laughs> Yes, that zo- essential. Essentially, it was a Zoom joke. Yeah, that joke <laughs> killed. Me. Aged well. Yeah, it yes. definitely did. I think we could have used more Bill Hader, but at the same time, I think that it was one of those situations where you got just enough that maybe you you're left wanting more. Right. Right. So you got just enough of him, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like an over an overexposure type deal. When Jason Siegel is sitting there on the couch and he's drunk off his ass and he's like, I would find uh, you sexually. Attractive. I find you very sexually attractive. Do you do you want to come home? <laughs> like, And she's like, you are you are cracking me up right now. And he's like, that's that's great. Do you want to come home? <laughs> Why don't we pump the brakes? I've never thought of using that line. I know, but it works. Being straight up and and asking someone. Listen, I've never hit on anyone in my entire life, but that's probably what I would do, right? Like you just get super drunk and be like, hey, do you want to come home? (laughs) I'm going to test that out in 2025 when we're allowed to go out again. My God. I don't even think you're going to have to say words by that. No, point. I was just going <laughs> to listen. People are going to be very desperate. They're, they already are. Um, Antonio, I want to, I saw that scene and I was like, I want to be the bill hater to Antonio's <laughs> right now. I was wondering which one of you would, would volunteer. I th- we're to, all to do that. Yeah. I was <laughs> Ryan is down. I'm down. Brandon doesn't seem to be down. We're all, Brandon. we're all witness. 
It's all three of us on the on the other side of the couch watching Antonio try to hit. Brandon, what's your wingman vest look like? <laughs> Boy, I don't want to throw Brandon under the bus, but Let me tell you. my experience with him as a wingman has not been the best. No, he's, wow, wait a minute. Brandon is a selfish, selfish wingman. <laughs> when have I not delivered for my boys? When have you ever delivered? Wow. Brandon, you delivered so well as a wingman because you brought me Jennifer. Oh, my man. Oh. <laughs> Suck up. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, well, Brandon had to do something because you've never hit on anyone in your life. I really haven't. That's not a lie. <laughs> Do we find it believable that someone like him could land someone like Kristen Bell or Sarah Marshall? Did anyone else feel like that was like somewhat not believable or that it was totally believable that someone like a TV star would end up with someone like that? I mean, a lot of people date, a lot of celebrities date normal people and he's in the business. He's in the business. It's not like he's like an accountant yeah. and he's just dating met, an accountant. Met on the show when he's like doing the music for it. Maybe. I know they don't like get into detail on how they met, but I feel like that's a thing though with Judd Apatow influenced stuff, right? Like it, it just it seems like that's a theme with anything that Judd Apatow kind of like influences. Which I mean Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann, right? Right. That's a good example. Great example. <laughs> yeah. Jason Siegel just in general to me has always just looked like a doofus. I'm sure he's a great dude, but I can't get past the fact that he's Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. But one of the things I liked best about Kristen Bell's character, and I think is aged the best, is Kristen Bell wound up marrying Dax Shepard, who's not like super good looking, but he's kind of odd, kind of scraggly, not really super good looking, but he's attractive. And that's why I think it's really cool that Kristen Bell in this character, like as Sarah Marshall fell for someone like a Peter, a Jason Siegel type character. Like it works, it fits, it's aged pretty well. I don't see a Jason Siegel landing a Mila Kunis or a Rachel. Bruh. No, I think I think it makes sense. Like she works at this hotel. Like she I mean, you kind of get a glimpse of like the guy she dated who like whenever he comes up on the island and So weird. So weird. Yeah, like it's you know, she's stuck on the same island in Hawaii. Like it's just mostly tourists so she probably already knows everyone who's already there so like jason siegel comes up he's awesome i don't know she's crazy he's a little crazy two things one mm -hmm. he has demonstrated value by showing dong no that was that was later um he's demonstrated value by showing that he was in a relationship with a celebrity mm -hmm. and two um he has one of the great personality traits that a man can have these days which is that he's tall that doesn't always matter but i did write down i was like he's big he's just a tall goofy guy i love it <laughs> it doesn't matter but it matters it doesn't matter but also you know it kind of helps no i i um if we're talking about jason c the man child thing doesn't really work for me um, but over the course of time, over the course of the movie, I feel like he just, you know, he was funny. He was, well, he's a little cute. You know, he's awkward in the right ways. I mean, ultimately, the real, like, the real, the good trait that he has is that he's funny. Oh, sure. That's that's the most important trait that anyone can possibly have. Women love a funny guy. That explains so much about my personal life. 
I think you're hilarious. That's not that the opposite of what I was getting I was at. Say, wait a minute. That... <laughs> That's the opposite of what I was getting at. <laughs> How is it that the funniest person on this podcast is a single one? Then I, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. How come the I'm in a co- I'm in a committed pod- relationship? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not single. <laughs> 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 bunch of narcissists all of you <laughs> okay so speaking of narcissism was Kristen Bell a shitty person or was she just a shitty girlfriend I think she was tired of being in a shitty relationship yes and she didn't handle it the right way so good person that turned into a shitty girlfriend yeah after watching the movie I, I had forgotten how um I think I said this earlier, how accurate this is a portrayal of things. I think she did it for the right reasons, but she's a shitty girlfriend. She she just got tired of having to, to be that person, for him, right. which I think is, is fair. And, and she probably could have done gone about it in different ways. But, yeah. you know, the way that she reacts when she realizes um, that he's seeing Rachel, um, I, once she once she realizes that then things she sort of acts in a way that's not great but i mean you know that that seems again that seems wholly like that seems very real yeah like you know everybody's good until they realize that the person that they broke up with is doing as good as they are or maybe even better right a relationship you always constantly have to work at and work through and work for and i think that's one of the things that jason siegel's that that Peter doesn't do is oh man he's so like when he's sitting on the couch eating his cereal watching Access Hollywood he's like look what I did I landed that and it's like yeah you landed it but what did you do to to preserve it and to keep it going she obviously after five years was like nah dude I'm I'm out of this I'm not saying what she did was right by any means but I think when he I think when she sees the two of them run off and she or or at dinner when she kind of sees that he's being boyfriend-ish to another woman and it's like hey you didn't do that for me you didn't you didn't you didn't continue to work towards that with me i think she i mean wait a minute he he knew rachel for 4 days so he's in this he's in the chase right yeah when you're dating someone for she gave up after 4 years not 5 even though they were together for 5 oh uh, i thought you knew um, at that point, you're not chasing anymore. You're comfortable and you're more like yourself, I guess. So he just stopped trying. It took her, it took her seeing him like chase another person or just to see him in that chase to realize that she had let go of a catch. Sure. Which is, well, okay. So, so two things. Um, one, yes. I mean, you, you know, part of the, part of the chase aspect that I feel like you're talking about is that you're, you're portraying yourself as like the idealized version of yourself, right? which is, you know, appealing as opposed to the person that you are after, you know, four years of being in a relationship where you're just like the actual version of yourself, which is presumably, um, okay. Speaking personally, which is actually shitty. Um, but also like she has multiple realizations of things where, um, that Peter did and presumably that he continued to do like just like oh like wearing the shirt or just like saying uh, the hat <laughs> the hat <laughs> when that bartender is like oh you know like I'm just kidding or something like that after cool after, like, cool hat. He's just, he just takes it so so readily um, she has these flashbacks to things that he presumably did and continued to do over the course of their relationship 
but that she took for granted. And that happens. I mean, you know, you just get used to behavior on either side. And then once it's not a thing, once you're dating a, a rock star, a British rock star, and they won't put on, although he did wear the shirt, um, ultimately didn't oh, no, care for not the shirt. Take my eyes, but not the shirt. <laughs> he was an asshole, though. I don't even know how they dated. I think that Kristen Bell did a really good job in in this movie in that, again, if you have to pick a villain in this movie, I think that that villain is Sarah in this one. But I think that it could have been so much worse in terms of like how you felt about Sarah. There are some redeeming things there and you, you know, you feel bad for her at some point, especially when her and Aldous break up. But we, even when they break up, like, you know, Aldous realizes that she is having, like, she's faking sex or faking orgasms uh, just to compete with what's going on next door. And, you know, you realize like, Oh, she's, you know, she's manip- trying to ma- manipulate the situation. Uh, but ultimately, you, you you ultimately, I think, feel bad for her at the end of the day. Um, but I think that it could have been so much worse. Like, I think you really could have genuinely left this movie, like, hating Kristen Bell's character. And I thought that she did a really good job of, like, playing this fine line between, like, this this person that you really hate and this person that, you know, is a sympathetic character at the end of the day. I, I, I agree 100%. I feel like that speech that she gives where she's talking about quitting is like uh or him not trying is um is just something that you don't see in this sort of movie and that's the other thing though that i was curious about because the movie didn't explore this too much was how bad was peter's character in terms of like like she remembers all of these she remembers all of these things that he did for her but like they never they don't explore too much like how bad of a boyfriend he was really the only perspective we get on him being a bad boyfriend is that speech that she makes about trying yeah um and there there's uh, to me because of the way that i felt about sarah i found myself thinking like is she i do i feel like i do this every time we talk about female characters but you know was she reliable in terms of like did i believe the story about sexist pig was she funny (laughs) was she reliable when she told you know the story about him being terrible i mean he agrees with her ultimately so he must have been terrible but i just i found myself like you know how bad was it the opening scene is when he's his house is a is trashed and he's eating cereal out of a mixing bowl and he's in his sweatpants right is that bad? I'm asking for yeah. a friend. But also, it's not like he's not working or he's, you know, abusive or anything. Like, forgive me if the worst thing that this man does is wear sweatpants for a week and eat cereal out of a mixing bowl. I think, I think the try, the not trying that she's talking about is like the not trying to keep her. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're just coexist. You're coexisting with her instead. Right, that's what I was alluding to earlier. It's like, hey, man, you landed her great. Now, how do you keep her? Yeah, you got to work. You, what are you doing to... Sorry, it's just he's also not trying to like better himself in any way. Like right. he's not right. trying to... He's not trying to do the thing. He's not He's not eating a... And, you know, bettering yourself is not limited to eating cereal out of a bowl and lounging around in sweatpants. But he seems very committed to not committing to do... Well, he's writing the Dracula thing and he shared that with not. her. And she dismissed him. Yes, which is which is a hundred percent why this this sort of goes two ways. 
you right. know, like, cause the thing that he actually wants to try at, she was very dismissive about, she is not encouraging as a partner in the things that he wants to do, the, which I mean, that, yeah. and again, that's, it's just a very authentic relationship in the sense that, or a, a very authentic bad relationship in the sense that like both people are at fault here. But like, also like, it didn't look like they were living together. Like it had been five years. Like she's a TV star. Like it didn't seem like anything was going anywhere. So I can like see how like maybe she got frustrated, but like, I also don't know why, like maybe she didn't just say like, Hey, like why aren't you fucking doing this? But then also like she tried kind of, but we also don't see that part because then there wouldn't be a movie. But <laughs> I think that, I think that she did feel like she was ascendant and he was, he had sort of plateaued. Mm-hmm. And that's one of, the, one of the things, one of the reasons why I said, like... But not just career-wise, but, like, in their relationship. Like, they weren't... Oh, sure. Literally, it was for the best. Like, oh, yeah. He was all sad. Then he went on vacation. Still sad. Fast forward, like, he does his musical. He does this. Like, he's killing it for himself. So her leaving, like, them separating worked out better for both of them. She eventually gets her new TV show that you see at the end of it. <laughs> But like from a site, okay, so like from a relationship, and I'm not a relationship psychologist, but if you look at it, like they just weren't a match. She she needed someone who was going to continue to elevate her, not necessarily push her, but elevate her. Well, and he needed someone who needed to reassure him. I think that she, uh, I don't know that she wanted someone to, she wanted, she wanted validity in the sense of her own self-worth, I think, which is fair. And I think that he wanted someone who was, like you're saying, encouraging. And and you're right in the sense that they both wound up with someone who worked for them. I think this movie is so interesting because it's um, or so accurate because the way that the characters are portrayed, it's exactly where you're at when you, you know, like, OK, so hypothetically speaking, you break up with someone and that person to you is both a shitty person and also like a real person, like they have real sort of motives behind what they're doing. But then the person that you meet is like this perfect creature because Mila Kunis to me in this movie, Rachel does not have downsides. Uh, she's nuts. She's nuts. <laughs> is the that beach it? Scene. Is that it? it? Is. is that what it takes to be? Okay. I, Brandon. And Antonio. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Cause I don't feel like she's crazy in this. Like there. Okay. Maybe she's not crazy, but she tried to start a fight with him over territory that's a little weird. Are we not taking that as... Maybe she's a little ghetto. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, is that bad? <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, do you, as someone who lives in the trap, do you... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I I could not... I, I don't think that she's crazy in this one. I think that she's pretty... She is... A nice, she's actually really cool except yeah, for that like one she's thing. cool she's down to earth like she's like oh you know like we can make it a thing not make it a thing like you know like stop he's telling him to stop worrying about it so much like just keep it casual like i i i thought that she was you know anti-crazy almost like she yeah, has this not- what the one moment where she like you know i mean she obviously hates this guy and he obviously you know caused her some issues some pain but you know i thought that she I didn't. I definitely thought she was very down to earth. Perhaps I find that sort of outburst of emotion acceptable slash attractive. I don't. I don't know what it is about me. What does that say about me? The beach scene is very cringy. 
very cringy? Because I feel shame inside of myself. Oh, okay. Because at one point in my life, I was that person. I'm still that person. So you go fighting exes <laughs> and tell Nick to run? <laughs> we'll see. There's still time. I love her. She's like, do you understand? He's like, no. <laughs> she gets up and starts yelling at him. <laughs> I love it. She's like, the deal was up April 9th or whatever he says. And she's like, well, the deal's back on, motherfucker. Yeah, but I would totally do what Jason does and be like, I know the friend. Give me a second. Hold right. on. I'll figure this what shit asshole. out. And then leading into, like, he knows this dude. The dude was super nice to him. He's, an, he's a hotel employee and he just slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> so rude. What the fuck? Antonio, did you also find Mila Kunis? I'm sorry. Mm, did you find Rachel perfect in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I am very partial to Mila Kunis in general. So, my guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I think she did no wrong in this in any of I don't even see the crazy part that y'all were talking about. <laughs> My man. You know what it is? That's just what girls are like. That's normal. Yeah. I didn't say that we weren't like that. I just said it was her moment of crazy. It was your one red flag for her. And it came I right mean, on up it, and no one said anything and just moved I on. I would have looked right past that if that if that's the red flag. <laughs> right? If that's the worst thing. Listen, let me tell you about Never mind. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. If y'all want to hear about red flags, let me press this mute button real quick. <laughs> oh shit! She's taking the oh, headphones oh, off. Shit! <laughs> You're gonna beat my ass, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's getting circling back to to Mila Kunis. I know Brandon kind of mentioned something in the in the notes about just hearing Meg Griffin over and over. You know when she talked. I'm not going to say that I'm the Mila Kunis expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I feel like in general, is she underrated as an actress overall? Can you give me some examples, Antonio? I actually liked her more than I liked Natalie Portman in Black Swan. I'm fine with that. I thought she was great in Ted, uh, but I also don't like people with Boston accents, so I was going to say that might be a little partial on that. Um, and I actually thought she was really good in in uh, Book of Eli. I don't know. Like I know that we we pro- when we think Mila Kunis, we're probably always going to think Jackie in that '70s show, and you know, just think of her being like Michael or Stephen. But I don't know. Like, like I is she? I feel like she's super underrated. Yeah, to Antonio's point, like she's also very good in Friends with Benefits. And I don't know how many of you have seen Extract. But she's also very good in Extract. That's the Jason Bateman one, That's right? the Jason Bateman movie. Yeah. yeah. What? How yeah, have I not seen this? Oh, it's really good. That You you definitely have to see that. Um, speaking of cute little things. Go ahead. Say it. Say the whole thing. <laughs> no, I'm just saying cute little things. Like that sushi scene. Sushi scene where Kristen Bell goes up to ask. Oh, her little face. Like, I love how they like do a close up on her little face and you're like, Oh man, Kristen Bell's so cute. And then they panda Mila Kunis and you're like, oh my God. That's Mila Kunis. Yeah. I like how she's like, you're so beautiful. She's like, really? And it's like, bitch, you yeah. know you are. She, like, like you are really beautiful. <laughs> she says it again, and Mila Kunis is like, Oh, I know what we're doing here. Yeah. Okay. You're not gonna let me. Okay. That's right. how girls fight. Compliments. Yeah. Oh, you're Compliment real pretty. Shit out of here. You're real beautiful, huh? I mean, there's the understanding that it's like, oh, this is not just like a normal compliment. This is like, we're we're having a thing here that we have to. 
That's why I love the dinner scenes so much. Like when they're just kind of doing like their very obvious back and forth. But before we get to that, Brandon, who's our scene stealer for this movie? So I guess if we rank them, uh, Russell Brand first, Jonah Hill close second. Um, but when Jonah Hill asks Russell Brand to come up on stage and he does inside of you, um, and he, and he's 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 down on he's down on all, all fours and he's doing that weird little like spider hip thrust thing. Um, Is that weird to you, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> Old as ancient skies. He, oh, you do know more yeah, words. Oh that. boy, boy. I've um, had these wondering. Yeah, I was I, I was singing it when uh when they first started playing it the the other night when I was watching it and Lindsay was like, no, don't don't. Were do you that. wait? Were you singing it like Jonah Hill was singing it, where he was singing like off? Yeah, yeah, off. yeah. Oh, obviously. In in talking about the music that's in this film, uh, inside of you is, uh. At one point, back when it was cool to keep count of your iTunes plays, like what songs you played the most on your your in your iTunes library, uh, inside of you was definitely my number one song played. Um, it was that, and then a Drake song. I think started from the bottom. <laughs> yes, yes. I I just uh I remember singing the part where close to the end where Peter is um sitting there on the piano sad as hell and he's like Peter you suck Peter you suck <laughs> Peter you don't contribute anything of value like go see a psychiatrist I don't want to see a psychiatrist <laughs> go see him anyway like I feel like I coded that for a long time this is a very musically funny movie i remember the first time i watched this movie the dracula stuff i was like cringy and the more you watch this movie it's fucking funny (laughs) to quote mila mila kunis that shit is funny man which also listen if you if you get your ass up there that's the perfect that's one of those things where it's like she's almost too perfect if you get up there and you do uh you do that song in front of all those people die 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 i can't and she's the like she's sitting there like clapping and saying Woo! go peter Super. that's bullshit that doesn't make sense that's not a real person <laughs> she's definitely a keeper at that point jesus i do i love when he's like i mean i can play something else and she's like dracula musical <laughs> like just front row like yeah. <sighs> i've always wanted to have like a cool tattoo to, to reference like fuck? oh no like no i was i was sorry i was just thinking oh, about yeah. russell brand more oh, and he's just like when he, when he, yeah. oh this seven years sober that's what this this is what this denotes <laughs> and say words like denotes and mundane yeah i want to be british i want to sound like i'm from london i want to sound like you're you sound like you're from london i i feel like i when i referenced that quote i kept saying london town multiple times but that's <laughs> not there in the thing i don't know how that i don't know how that happened not um, oh, i do love paul rudd i wish there was a little bit more paul rudd he wasn't necessary but like i every time he was on screen like he was just like i like when he meets him first and like he says his like hawaii name and he's like oh no i just got it through a generator <laughs> <laughs> 
I love how he's like, whenever he's like surfing, he's like, he was one of my favorite characters. He's like, I don't think you're ready, man. He's like, I want to ride away before I leave. He's like, I think you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like a second later. The smaller roles make this particular movie because the most quotable lines are in my, it's like Jonah Hill. I'll go fuck myself. I was trying to pick I've, up the I've, plate. Yes. At the table. <laughs> well, and my favorite Jonah Hill scene, I think is when he turns on, when Al, he gives Aldous his demo and then he asks him if he had a chance to listen to it. And Jonah Hill, like, under his breath, is like, I fucking hate you. You don't have people fuck with your food for the rest of your trip. Like, all under his are like, I can't yell at you because my boss is right over there. <laughs> like, that, that old scene was just hilarious to me. Like, I love, I, I, I thought Jonah Hill was, you know, definitely top amongst the scene stealers. There was a period of time where Russell Brand was the thing, and I feel like it coincided with presumably him dating Katy, Katy Perry. Oh, he definitely had a run. And then he didn't, for whatever reason. Then he was just gone. He was just, he's a flaming... Stopped almost as quickly as it started. It's unfortunate. I think he came across like he was a one-trick pony, and that's probably why it didn't wind up. <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is that 2008, he does... So 2008 is when he did the VMAs. 2008 is also... He does Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And then 2010, he still gets to get him a degree. The interesting thing to me is that, like, after that, he just sort of dies. Like, he does some voice shit in Despicable Me and Trolls, I guess, and then just dies until... Wow, are we really gonna... We're really gonna disrespect Rock of Ages? I'm I'm sorry. He... I I was talking about after Rock of... Post-Rock of Ages, but... Yes. Okay. He is in Rock of Ages. Did you like him in Rock of Ages? Yeah. Okay. D- does he work? Does he play a similar sort of role? I'm interested. I've never seen Rock of Ages because I care too much about myself, but he uh he he develops a very friendly relationship with Alec Baldwin's character. Oh, that's adorable. Good for Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Speaking of smaller roles in Baldwin, I laughed every fucking time I saw Billy Baldwin. You're fucking Billy Baldwin, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I think out of, out of all the small roles, obviously Jonah Hill's is probably the most memorable, the best. But to get Billy Baldwin to just be like, "Hey, Billy Baldwin as self," basically, <laughs> yes. God, he sounds so much like Alec Baldwin. It's crazy. Not as good though. So Nick, was that your favorite scene when he's just like, "You're fucking Billy Baldwin." That's certainly one of them. It's tough for me to, because, you know, contrary to what I think uh, some of the people here might say, there's just so many good scenes. One of my favorite scenes is actually highlights one of the one of the smaller roles in this, which is Jack McBrayer. I love him. Whatever his name is. Kenneth from 30 Rock. Yep. But whenever they're talking about him and his wife just sitting at the bar, you know, he's like, Oh, how was, how was your night last night? Oh, well, you know, there've been some issues. And then it cuts to them. Like I'm, I'm putting quotation marks around this, but fucking like (laughs) just a fantastic her. I forget what her name is. I don't, she is great. She does a lot in a very limited amount of time. Jack McBrayer does even more in slightly more time. He's just funny. He's just a funny guy. So all of the scenes that he's in, to me. Oh, my God. That, sorry. That reminds me when they are in, like, the bedroom scene. He's just like, no, no. He's like, <laughs> yeah. And then, 
what did I say? He was like, if God, if God was a city planner, he wouldn't put a playground next to a sewage system. <laughs> she Fantastic. Like, go down on him, basically, is what it alludes to. And it's just fucking... No, I loved like all the little side stories that you get with this movie, though. It wasn't just like one plot. Like there's all these like little B plots that kind of make the entire movie. Which... Yeah, it round it rounds it out. It rounds out the movie. It helps tie everything kind of together and it makes it like fulfilling. Yeah, you don't get bored with like just like his story. Like there's all these right. side people and he's just like he's got all these other little activities going on that like build his entire trip. And it's just I don't know. It's such a good movie. Ryan, what about you? What, what was your uh, what was what was the highlight for you? Oh, it's it by leaps and bounds. The best scene is the the sex scene and where Sarah Marshall fakes her screaming orgasm and that that scream and then Russell Brands just look <laughs> at her like that pan up and he's just like. Like, what would, the fuck are you doing? Real quick, I would encourage anyone listening who has somehow, if, if you haven't watched this movie and you've gotten this far into the goddamn pod, thank you. I love you yes, personally. Thank you. I, lo- I love you so much. But do not watch that scene with the volume at a normal level so that other people, you have to turn it down for that. You have to. That will get you in a lot of trouble. Yep. Calls will be made that and, and and only because it ties into the to me, it also ties into my favorite quote when she tells him all the different like Hindu, that's Nordic, that's whatever. And right before she's like, oh, I'm Aldous Snow. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, no drinks for me. Thanks. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Like all together combined is the best part of this movie for me. Like that's the favorite scene, favorite line. It's hilarious. I spent I spent most of the movie hating Kristen Bell, and that and that that one scene, I was like, oh, okay, yes, I'm I back. get it. I'm back on I'm back on Kristen Bell's side. I still love you. I'm sorry, and then- Jennifer. Jennifer, have you ever told anyone? Um, obviously, you haven't tried to take a full plate from anybody. Oh. Have you Have you ever, as a as a customer facing person, have you ever told oh, no. someone, all right, well, I'll just go fuck myself then? Not out loud. I have thrown knives at people, but like not like, not in the way that you would think, but <laughs> not in, not in the normal way. Like, I well, so I, I wouldn't have said that to Jason Siegel. Like, he wasn't even rude. He's like, oh, I just sat down. Like, he literally was like about to take a bite. Like, he was getting his fork ready, and Jonah Hill grabs He's like, you done with that? <laughs> he's like, no, man. I just sat down. He's like, okay, well, I'll just go fuck myself. And he's like, what was that? And he's like, nothing. But yeah, that's, yeah, I have. I think my favorite quote from this movie is that scene where Kristen Bell wakes up Aldous Snow because she can hear uh, Peter uh, having sex next door to them and she fakes that orgasm <laughs> Aldous in his British accent is like I've, I've heard that women do fake orgasms but I've never seen it really deeply <laughs> oh, <yeah. set. laughs> I forgot he said that yeah <laughs> It's it's uh, he's just so mad, so funny, and but his British accent just makes it so much better because he's so he's so matter of fact about it. He's like, I've I, well, I can't, I obviously can't do a British just accent. Just do it. He, he's just no, I I don't even want to try because it's going to be fucking embarrassing for me, you, and everyone involved. Um, if I do my best, Gal Garcia Bernal Spanish accent, will you do your British accent? 
You can do Gael Garcia Bernal. You can do fucking Black Panther. You can do every accent on this earth. Don't don't say I could do Black Panther because then the audience is going to expect it. Well, if we I'm ever review drunk, Black Panther, hey, you have to do, do the Panther. whole podcast in your Black yeah. Panther voice so that I'm never free. people will be like, that was offensive. <laughs> hey, they're going to be like, that was so offensive. But you know what? He nailed it. He killed it. Uh, Amanda and Ryan, you guys will hear that accent one day. Trust me. One of these days. That's a that's a T level accent. We we touched maybe, on that. Maybe Ryan can hear it next year when we're all in Padre together. I mean, Ryan can hear it whenever they go off on their solo. Oh wait, Ryan can't they go can't on a vacation that. with Antonio anymore. <laughs> just no. Well, just with me, he can't. Yes. Wait. What about? Yeah, I was gonna say. What if it's me, Antonio, and Brandon? With Ryan, what about Ryan that? Ryan can go on any vacation he wants to go on. He's an adult. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, Nicholas, you cannot. There, there just has to be a third person involved. Shit, I'm not that fun, by the way. <laughs> Antonio, listen, I've heard stories. <laughs> I think you're very fun. I I just want to let you know, though, Antonio, that Ryan is not a good wingman. Hey, he's probably like me. Listen, none of my friends are good wingmen. I was gonna Wait, that. hold the fuck on. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I just spaced out there for five seconds. I am not a good wingman. You're awkward. It's okay. No, you're stuck in like 2004. Oh, wow. When he finally, when he finally nuts up and is like, hey, do you just want to, you want to go somewhere? You want to go? Yeah. Well, and they go to the beach and she's like, but go change that shirt. And he comes out and he's dressed in his button down and jeans Amanda makes a comment. She's like, oh, my God, look at what he's wearing. I'm like, he looks fucking awesome. I wasn't talking about him, though. Oh, you said something about the 08 fashion. I was like. I did, but not about his. What does that have to do with being a wingman? Because you have to dress as if you are ready. But you're not. I'm not out here for me. I'm out here. Like, that's typical wingman. Put on your sweater vest and you got to get out there. All right. Just making sure. just, Just in fairness. I have never asked any of my friends to be my wingman on vacation. Yes. And it's important to note what kind of shitty wingman either one of us would be or any of us. I'm just bad. I I, I don't want to throw Brandon under the bus, (laughs) but he was so bad in San Diego. (laughs) Wait, Brandon was? Yes. I wasn't even with y'all. What happened? When we were in line to get into that uh, country hip hop bar. (laughs) Okay, no. (laughs) We're in line to get into this bar. You know, there's a cover that we have to pay. There's these two really attractive white girls in front of us. And they ask, you know, they're clearly both single. And they ask Brandon to take a picture like with a Snapchat filter on or something. And Brandon is operating that phone like he's never taking a picture he's 55 years old fucking phone for he's 55 years and old they're like no all you have to do <laughs> don't, don't take your headphones off <laughs> look at that so he he can't take the picture they tell him you just need to do this and it'll take the picture and he can't do it. And then he tries it a third time and he fails. And they just say, forget it. 
<laughs> and I'm just like, Brandon, these are two attractive white girls. You're ruining it for me. And then (laughs) later on in the night, they get on the on the mechanical bowl. One of them does because it's their birthday. Her birthday. The easiest in ever. All you have to do is just take the picture. Then we're in. I just say something about have you ever hung with a Texas boy before, even though I'm from California? They don't need to know that. I turn on the Southern charm and it would have worked. But Antonio, literally in your head, you were already formulating ends right surely you already yeah. had the conversation planned out yeah as- da was oh. with us he's the other single guy in the group i'd be like da you take the one that's not into me he is scared of women <laughs> but yeah brandon i'm so sorry if i got you in trouble <laughs> what are the headphones for yeah what are the headphones for <laughs> if that? everybody can hear anyway <laughs> wait did you guys just hear me explain the fucking story did you run on yourself? Yep, I want to be just <laughs> open and honest with my lady. A year later, I'm going to be open and honest. A year, a year later, I'm going to be <laughs> pulling out of the snow. I thought you knew. I thought you knew. <laughs> I thought you knew. I didn't tell you. And now I feel terrible. Terrible. <laughs> what do I have in my hands? Um, Antonio, as someone who thought this movie sucked or was boring, um did you have a favorite scene uh i did and it's <laughs> brandon i'm sorry <laughs> oh no uh the scene where uh he's he's inviting uh rachel out to uh to hike and then the bar i think it's the bartender is like hey you should come snorkeling with us and we can see some sea turtles fuck <laughs> and <laughs> that's my favorite scene because I feel like every year when we go to South Padre, Brandon is like, we should go snorkeling. <laughs> and we all say no. <laughs> Didn't oh every, my God. every year I'm like, guys, let's, uh, you know, let's go snorkeling or let's take a uh, let's take a boat trip. I didn't I didn't even put those two together. I saw that you had talked about that and I didn't even. We never do that. shit. I'm sorry, Brandon. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I mean that, and then just the awkward double date scene are probably like my two favorite. Jen, you like that one, yeah. right? Oh yeah, that yeah, the dinner scene's the best one, and it's such a long, like it's so awkward, but like at the same time, like funny, but like realistic. Like if you accidentally like had to go on this like a, like weird double date, like I love when Jonah Hill's like apologizing, like he's about to cry because like he didn't know they were gonna come to dinner. And he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, there's no tables left, and like he's like, it's all right, mate. Like it's. It's not a big deal. He's like crying because he has to give the table to Jason Segel. You're going to have to <laughs> wait like that. five minutes. And then they end up just like sitting together and like they start drinking all this wine like and they're just like tearing into each other but like still having a good time like being friendly but like not and like I do love when Mila Kunis just says like fuck it and like reaches over and just like starts making out with Jason Segel real quick and like Kristen Bell's just like sitting there like are you fucking kidding me? And then again, the shirt thing. I think the whole like he wouldn't wear the shirt, and then he finally did because she like kind of started to cry. And then he spills wine on it, and he's just like, "No, not the shirt." Deliberately, he totally did that I know. <laughs> he's such an asshole. Very deliberate. He's like, "Oh fuck, no!" Like I don't know what she expected. He's like a British rock star, and like you give him a whole wine shirt. Yeah, <laughs> which clearly she doesn't really have very good taste. I know it was 2008, like, even in her wardrobe, like, she's this TV star, and, like, she's, I don't know, like. Yeah, but they made it very clear, like, nobody liked 
her choice of anything mm-hmm. as far as fashion know. goes. I mean, Which Jennifer, is... to be honest with you, sometimes people with bad taste think that they still have good taste. Is that why you don't wear the shoes I bought you? Mm-hmm. Inside of you. <laughs> this is why I'm not allowed to buy him any kind Take of clothing. <laughs> no, that scene was so good. Um, and then, uh, like, my other favorite is just, like, kind of the ending. The entire actual Dracula musical that comes to life is so good. Cool. And, like, you still get more Bill Hader, and he's just, like, really into the musical. <laughs> like, he goes for it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just love the whole thing. I really... I want to see like the entire musical played out like i would pay to go attend that musical do we want to wrap up like because this movie is super quotable so does anybody just quickly want to go through like your favorite quotes of this movie and then what we took away i have a couple real quick i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get too deep into it i have one that's like that speaks to the realness of it Mm -hmm. which is um jason siegel saying I'm sorry that I didn't end up being who we thought I was going to be in that whole conversation, the back and forth that they had when uh, Kristen Bell is talking about how she tried and he didn't try. And I thought that that was very, that was a very real quote. And I have bullshit quotes. (laughs) Um, One is, one is Paul Rudd saying, when life gives you lemons, just say, fuck the lemons and bail. Yeah, which is a great line. And then also immediately contradicted because he's talking about surfing and he's like, if you get knocked down then you need to get back up on the board. And it's like that that's literally the opposite of what you just fucking said. I think that's why I loved Paul Rudd's character, like especially when he first meets him and he like gives him his two different names. And he's like, you got any weed? And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, well, let's surf. I think so I think good. for a long time I'm going to be singing the weather outside is weather. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a great shouts to Paul Red. He he's in it for very little, um, but he looks so attractive, Brandon, and he's so quotable. He was tan. I hate he, it. He was just having I a good it. time, like. Um, and then briefly, briefly, I wanna. I feel like I mentioned or I said this a lot. This was obviously a 2008 movie. I feel like I said this a lot when I was 18 or 19. But uh, Jonah Hill watching Aldous Snow singing and then saying, I just went from six to midnight is a is a classic line to me because it's delivered in that Jonah Hill way throughout this movie where he just like throws the line away. Never noticed until this last time I recently watched it is how he adjusts himself as he says that. <laughs> I never caught that before. Yes. I covered mine. Mine's the bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Jen, what about yours? I think I said both of mine somehow already. <laughs> um, one is, and a reason I did put this shirt on was so I could just say, like, I wish I wasn't wearing this fucking shirt. Because <laughs> that entire intro when he's just there at the counter and she's just like, oh, you know, like you said, like, oh, we'll try unbuttoning it. And then she's like, oh, button it back up. Like, just like <laughs> his face, <laughs> his face, when he unbuttons it. and it's just so like i don't know the entire like so much of this movie just feels like so realistic and genuine that like when he's just like sitting there he's like god you know in his head he's like god damn it like i look like a fucking idiot right now and like here comes like my ex-girlfriend sarah marshall walking up in a bikini and then like 
all of a sudden, like the guy she's seen, which also is one of my favorite scenes when Elder Snow is just like going on about this flip flop that he lost. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, I lost one of these. He's like, hey, Missy or Mrs. or whatever to like Rachel's character. And he's like, Have you seen the other one of these? He's like, It's just like this one, but different. Like he's like, He's like, Not like evil, just like the other. <laughs> <laughs> this one's fellow. <laughs> Like he goes on like a thirty second rant about like the other flip flop. He just has to say it's the other. Like, oh, it's so good. And then, um, what was it? Oh, just when um, what's his, the newlywed couple character when he was talking about how God was a city planner, he wouldn't put a playground near a sewage system. Classic. It just stuck out. Like I was for whatever reason. It was just so funny. I love their whole little side story. Because, like, you yeah. follow them throughout the movie, and then eventually they get to successfully having sex together. Which I thought was Thanks was to nice. all the snow, though. Yeah. Yeah. Ta- taught him the ways. <laughs> Deep penetration stimulate the kim. <laughs> can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's best if you don't, right? <laughs> if you don't. It's best if you don't. Anyone else have a quote, their favorite quote from the movie? Uh, after they've slaughtered the pig. Um, and Kimo's like, don't cry. Um, I, he's like, I don't cry. I'm, uh, or he's crying. And Kimo's like, I don't cry. I'm not a baby. And Peter's like, really? Because you look like a gigantic baby. He's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> that, that, like the whole slaughter in the pig thing is just really funny. He's like, I'm sorry. As he's like stabbing this pig. It's, it, it's a really funny scene. It's so good. I still can't believe Antonio didn't like this movie. Well, personally offended. All right. Yeah. So if you don't know by now, we have a four point rating system. Uh, a one is you wouldn't rewatch the movie or recommend it. A two is you would maybe rewatch the movie, but wouldn't recommend it. A three is you would rewatch it and recommend the movie if you were specifically asked about it. And a four is you would rewatch it and provide an unsolicited recommendation. So based on that description, I really want to give this movie a one because I wouldn't rewatch it or recommend it, but that's not to say that it's a bad movie because it's not. Uh, so because of that, I'm going to give it a two. So you wouldn't even recommend it to someone who hasn't seen it. No. Okay. Even as someone who thinks that Mila Kunis is underrated and feels that and she, she was fucking it. perfect in this movie. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. So because I feel wow. like this is, peak this may not be peak acting mila kunis but this is this is peak mila kunis you know what i mean like in hawaii that lighting in that scene where they're talking about sushi (laughs) i know know. it's me and you right (laughs) she she definitely got a she got a good tan for this movie when she uh at the july 4th thing when she just casually starts speaking japanese oh the couple like are you kidding me like you weren't even born in hawaii there's no reason for you to know i was like oh it makes sense because she's hawaiian but actually she moved there she knows japanese why does she know japanese she's just learned do i need to learn japanese now i mean it would help (laughs) um but you just learned to read right wow (laughs) one step at a time listen the fact that you learned to read subtitles is is more than enough for me more than enough. I'll keep him around for another five years. And wouldn't it be enough? Five? 
If you learn Japanese, you could watch Parasite without the subtitles. It's, That's Korean. Korean. That's Korean. Oh. <laughs> wow. Immediately, oh, those people. I immediately agreed with alike. you. <laughs> oh, no, I, mean, I guess it's okay because it came from Amanda. <laughs> oh, no. But I'm the only Asian here. Oh no! I mean, oh, I guess I'll Nick is Asian too. Yeah, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm the only East Asian here. <laughs> On that I mean, note, Amanda, what, what what did you give this movie? I'll I'll go two point five. Okay. okay. I would not rewatch this movie just because same as Antonio, like I didn't really miss much by failing to watch this movie for twelve years, I feel like. But I would recommend it for sure. Because I love Jason Siegel and I love, the, I love the entire cast of this movie. It's just not a rewatch for me. The system is rigged. <laughs> I am once again asking you to change our rating system. <laughs> Anybody else, Jennifer? What do you What do you have this? Oh, it's a hard four. Amen. Oh, a hard four. Uh huh. I mean, I've rewatched this. I'm sure I have the DVD somewhere. I've watched it twice this week. It's always funny. The cast is great. Jason Siegel, amazing. I feel like around 2007 to like 2010, like he was really killing it. Mm-hmm. He's just. We'll get there. Everything I love to see on screen. And I got to see everything on screen. <laughs> He's so- <laughs> Couldn't put into words better than what Jen did there, and I give it a hard four as well. A hard four, a firm four. Which, by the way, not uh, a soft four or a normal four. Um, this is probably a four. If you haven't seen it, I feel like you should see it, and and I would provide that as an as an unsolicited recommendation. It's just a it's it's a really quotable movie, and I feel like it's got uh I feel like it's got Jason Peak Jason Siegel uh, close to his peak, Mila Kunis close to her peak, Kristen Bell still operating at her peak, Russell Brand definitely at his peak. I feel like this is this is the ideal for him. Brand Brandon, what about you? Uh, this movie is a four for me. I would definitely recommend it to anybody that's you know, looking for a movie that they haven't seen that is funny. Or if it's just a movie that they have seen, I'd be like, hey, man, remember how great Forgetting Sarah Marshall is. Um, Also, I am going to segue that into my recommendation. Um, So he's also worked with Jason Siegel on the Muppets movie, obviously, uh, which would be uh, something that I recommend. I thought the Muppets movie was pretty funny. Um, but also the five-year engagement, um, Jason Siegel. So Jason Siegel wrote on that movie and, uh, Nicholas Stoller, uh, directed that movie. Uh, and Jason Siegel is also in that movie, um, uh, with, uh, Emily Blunt. Uh, so I would recommend, uh, the five-year engagement. Good movie. Jen and I just lockstep. Same person. I wrote it down before I even saw that. I was like, God damn it. It has to be I Love You, Man. I love that I got to see them together. Like, it's literally like the very next year. Like, mm-hmm. they got to, like, co-star in a movie. Another movie where Jason Siegel outkicks his coverage, by the way. 
Rashida? Are you kidding me? <laughs> the, no, Paul Rudd gets Rashida. Is that is that? Yeah, yeah. That's his like fiance. I just Rashida outkicked her coverage. Oh bullshit! Are you talking shit about Rashida fucking Jones? In comparison to Paul Rudd, yeah. <gasps> Wait, what? I said I'm confused. Like Paul Rudd outkicked too her coverage. No, I'm just saying yeah. I'm confused because it's like, ooh, who do I root for here? Because I like them both. Yeah, I think it's perfect for each other. <laughs> Slapping the bass. I think it's Rashida. I think I'm. I think I'm pro Rashida in that situation. It's close. I'm not saying it's not close. Well, on that note, I have an idea for one. Okay, so oh, I'm sorry. I'm so 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 sorry. Does anyone else have any recommendations for this after watching this? Uh, I got one. It's probably not a movie that anyone has seen. Um, oh, it's it's called Everybody Loves Somebody, and it's basically a better version of this movie. Um. <laughs> It's a Mexican-American film, so it's a Spanglish film. It's got uh, Carlos Salza in it, who is in uh, How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, it's got Ben O'Toole. And then for any Narcos fans out there, it's got Jose Maria Yaspic, nice. uh, who plays uh, Amado Carrillo Fuentes, who is my favorite Narco. Antonio, speak um, the Spanish to me. <laughs> uh, but it's essentially the same movie, except... It's the female trying to decide whether she wants to get back with the ex that wronged her or the new nice, in this case, guy in her life. Uh, and that is my recommendation. It is on YouTube for free. Uh, you just got to get through the ads. But oh, my recommendation. Like it. <laughs> oh, I had some I had some FMKs, but it's a little twist on it, I guess. Okay. Um. We're a movie pod, so I thought it would be interesting to do, um, instead of people, I thought it would be interesting to do an FMK with some movies. Okay. So I, I have two. Go so, for it. Um, fuck, Mary kill, uh, knocked up, forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I love you, man. Ooh. Ooh. I'm ready. I'm going to, I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry, I love you, man. And fuck forgetting Sarah Marshall and kill Knocked Up. Exactly. I'm exactly 100% with you on that one. Definitely marrying Knocked Up, uh, killing I Love You Man, and fucking forgetting Sarah Marshall. Jennifer? I can't believe this. This hurts. Because I don't like doing this. Um, fuck Catherine Heigl. I am yeah, going fucker. to fuck Knocked I'm Up. I'm trying to. <laughs> Jennifer is the only... Wait, Brandon, did you fuck Knocked Up? No. no, you fuck. He he married knocked up. Jennifer's the only one fucking Catherine Heigl. Well, no, it's not. I know, I know. You're knocking up. Knocking no, I'm up. fucking Seth Rogen, and then uh, I'm gonna I don't marry. Know if that's any better? <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> it um, it is. It, it really it is. It is. He seems nicer. Shit, what did I say? Okay, I'm gonna fuck knocked up. I'm gonna marry forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I'm gonna kill. I love you, man. Okay. What? Antonio, do you have strong feelings about this or no? Uh, no, not really. I guess I'll kill forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, <laughs> I'll marry knocked up, and what was the other one? I love you, man. Yeah, I'll fuck. I'll marry. Uh, I'll fuck. I love you, man. Um. Okay. So that was the that was the Jason Siegel portion of things. The okay. two thousand the summer two thousand eight portion of things. 
is uh, Fuck, Mary Kill, Step Brothers, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and Tropic Thunder. I'm going to have to pass because I've never seen Tropic Thunder. <laughs> let me, let me, uh, let me fuck Tropic Thunder, Mary Superbad, Kill, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Superbad's not in this. Oh, I thought Step Brothers. Uh, sorry, Step Brothers. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. So you're marrying Step Brothers. Marrying Step Brothers, killing, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Right. Fucking Tropic Thunder. Okay. Amanda, what if we replace, for you and only you, what if you replace Tropic Thunder with Superbad? That's fine. Okay. Um, think, think on your response while everyone, <laughs> while yeah, everyone knows. I'm going to think on it. I gotta. I have to agree with Brandon. Shit, I don't want to kill. I love you, man, or kill. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but I agree with Brandon. I'm so surprised about the by the love for Step Brothers. Okay. I uh, well, I'm a, I'm here to disappoint you, Nicholas. No, I don't want the love for Step Brothers. I don't think it. I don't think it deserves it. Out of the three, I'm gonna again marry Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. I'm gonna fuck Tropic Thunder, and I'm gonna yeah. kill Step Brothers. I love it. I love it. I would do something slightly different. Maybe. Maybe. I haven't thought about it. There's not that many other options. Like what? How crazy are you getting? I will kill stepbrothers. I will. I will. Um, The the marrying and and fucking is hard. I think um, I think I would. I I, Tropic Thunder is more fun. So I think I'd fuck Tropic Thunder. You're right. All right. I think I'd marry forgetting so much. That's right. Antonio, uh, Step Brothers, are you pro Step Brothers? I'm pro Step Brothers, so I'll marry Step Brothers, fuck Tropic Thunder, and kill whatever the third movie was. Forgetting Sarah Marshall because you yeah, think it's. Sure, I'll kill that again. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Consistent. Thank you. Ryan, Ryan, did you have anything? I'm sorry. I, uh... No, no, we're good. I got, I have a couple, but we're going to do rapid fire. First one to answer gets it. Okay. So fuck, Mary, kill. You got this real quick. Guys, girls, they're all going to be together. Alec Baldwin, Billy Baldwin, Paul Rudd. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. I'll marry Alec Baldwin. I'll fuck Paul Rudd and I'll kill Billy Baldwin. Exactly. <laughs> Wrong answer. What are you but talking about? That's the only no. answer. That's the no. only answer is to kill that's Paul Rudd. I, that's why I so, didn't hesitate. <laughs> no. Okay, last one. Emily Blunt, Rashida Jones, Mila Kunis. You got to fuck one, marry one, you kill one. You son of a bitch. Marry Mila Kunis, fuck Emily Blunt, kill the other one. Fuck the other wrong. one. Yeah. Fucking wrong. Wow. No winners there, though.